Hello, my name is Michael D'Angelo. Welcome to Let This Mind Be In You, or if you're a return listener, welcome back. This is a ministry founded on proclaiming the gospel to the lost and exhorting Christians to remember that we have the mind of Christ. So let this mind be in you. Please make sure to like, share, and subscribe with all of your friends and family. And if you'd like to reach me, you can reach me at ltmbiy at yahoo.com. That's ltmbiy at yahoo.com. I also have a Facebook page. You can find that at Let This Mind Be In You Ministries. Just search for that. Also, you can find us on YouTube at Let This Mind Be In You. to let this mind be you and brother michael d'angelo here on another thursday night and it uh (laughs) boy folks if you could see uh what the past two hours have been like for me um it's just been really really crazy i'm not sure if that's just because it's a thursday night and uh or what Uh, but there's been quite a few um there's been quite a few uh phone calls i'm still getting texts uh from work Uh, a lot of things going on right now um, so anyways, I'm, if you see me distracted for just a little bit, please forgive me. Uh, there is, uh, things that are going on here at work, uh, that I'm having to take care of, but, um, I didn't want it to delay or, uh, the start of anything. I want to just go on here and make sure. And so be praying that maybe the uh, distraction was, would go away. Okay. Uh, but anyways, we're here live on, on Facebook and also on YouTube. And those listening to the podcast, thank you so much for that. Um, I believe we're just about on every single podcast platform that's out there. But if uh, you find one uh, that's out there that doesn't have it, just let me know and we'll try to get on there as well. But the good thing about the podcast is you can listen to the audio anytime, as well as these uh, on Facebook and YouTube. You can watch the videos anytime. Also on Library, or also known as Odyssey, uh, you can see it on there. They all get uploaded automatically over there. I haven't been so much on uh, my Rumble account, and I do apologize about that. But I just it just for ease of everything, I just haven't been doing it. So. Um, but I have been uh, kind of keeping up with the, obviously, with the podcast, Facebook, um, YouTube, and, uh, of course, Odyssey that goes automatically live. So um, I think we're all good on both the audio. I have my sound engineer in the back dealing with the children. That's my wife, Kalisha. Thank you so much, baby, for giving me a good sound check, but uh, I appreciate that. All right, so I see Brother Ken um, is on over here on YouTube and as well as a... Um, brother Greg Hansen. So good to see uh, you gentlemen there. Thank you for joining me here live on the live stream. As you can tell by the um, by the title, we're starting a new book of uh, the Bible. We're starting another letter from the Apostle Paul, the book of Thessalonians, 1 Thessalonians. So it's his letter to the church there and churches around Thessalonica. And uh, as we'll see here, they're also reading uh, these everywhere. Um, and as well as everything else. So, I mean, they, and their testimony was abroad. So we'll get to that in just a moment. Uh, but again, if we, if we have a little bit of time, I may cut it off a little bit short tonight uh, just because of the things that we are dealing with here uh, locally here for work. But uh, like I said, I wanted to get Thessalonians started, and um, that's the plan tonight. So without further uh, delay, let's go ahead and open up our Bibles to First Thessalonians. First Thessalonians. 
chapter one, and we're dealing with um, Thessalonica, um, the the people that are in Thessalonica. Uh, Paul established, obviously, uh, this church. They also, as we'll see here, uh, Timothy, as we went through the study through the book of uh, Timothy, um, Tim- Timotheus was apparently sent to this place as well. Uh, we know him as Timothy, so that's going to be um, interesting to look at. And um, there's, you know, the the common thing that um, the common theme or thing that people want to go to Thessalonians about is when Paul dealing with prophecy, and uh, you know the the catching away, and uh, you know the dead in Christ will rise first, and all these kinds of things. What I want to kind of caution us about is, is when we look through there, Paul really never, he doesn't really address it in the sense of like he goes into deep um, prophetic um, type language. It's almost like, as we'll see as we go through this study, Paul's saying, look, we're not going to be here for it. Quit worrying about it. And that's, that is a very small uh, nutshell that I just put everything he says in here, and I don't want to like cheapen it. Okay, he does mention the catching away. The, there is uh, an, an antichrist. Um, it is you know mentioned in Second Thessalonians and so forth. I, and I just want to be very careful to, to kind of say that Paul is not going to be dealing so much with uh, prophecy, because as uh, I believe maybe some of the brothers here um, already know. And many of you may know that Paul doesn't really deal with prophecy because prophecy has to do with the nation of Israel and its future and the things that will happen with that. That's why you see uh, the Apostle John is the one who gets um, the revelation of Jesus Christ in the the book of Revelation. So anyways, not to say that's not in there. Paul does address it several times. He talks about rising from the dead and, and different things, and both in Corinthians and, and all throughout his epistles. I, I think you can pretty much make a, a case that he does talk about the resurrection, um, the fact that we want to go through wrath and so forth, as we're going to talk about tonight. So I just wanted to make that uh, first little point. Um, some people may disagree. It's like, oh, Paul is, is dealing with prophecy a lot here. He really doesn't. He just says, hey, folks, we're not going to be there. And then he writes another letter and says, I already told you we're not going to be here, so quit worrying about it. Um, You are going to rise from the dead. You're not going to miss the catching away. So anyways, it's it's an interesting topic we'll talk through. I love talking about prophecy. If you go back, in fact, um, go back and study uh, along with me in the seven-part series, the Millennial Reign series, and uh, you can see more about I love talking about prophecy. Um, but I think that we need to make sure we are rightly dividing. We are making sure that we're placing things in the proper context. And so, anyways. All right. I don't know who all is watching on Facebook, but I appreciate uh, there seems like a few people are watching over there. I appreciate that. All right. <laughs> Here's another interesting story. Before these cameras actually go on, you know, as the production goes and everything, before you actually see me and I say hello and welcome back to Let This Mind Be In You, I ran out the door because this was on the coffee stand. So I had to get it. And it's still piping hot. Anyways, <laughs> I forgot it out there. I mean, it's been crazy around here. So anyways. All right, folks, let's get calm. And um, I, I got a chance to pray right before we. Um, I did get back in here. And then I opened up my eyes, and I was like, oh, where's my coffee? So thank you, Lord, for that. I needed that. So 
But let's get calm and let's get into the very, very short chapter of uh, 1 Thessalonians chapter 1. It shouldn't take us very long to go through it. And um, but there is some interesting things I do want to talk about in here, and um, I want to stress um, along with the study. So let's start reading in verse number one. So if you're with me, please um, turn in your Bibles. If you if you're able to, if you're not like driving down the road, please get out your Bible so you can you can follow along with me. All right, Paul and Sylvanus and Timotheus, unto the church of the Thessalonians, which is in God the Father, and in the Lord Jesus Christ, grace, Paul's always talking about grace, isn't he? Grace be unto you, and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. And, um, of course, it's it's kind of interesting that Thessalonica was a, a pretty big region, but he does talk about it as being a singular church there. Uh, not to say that there wasn't other house meetings and churches uh, throughout there, but it is interesting that it does say singular church of the Thessalonians. Um, It still was local. There was still obviously uh, people that were there in in overseeing that. Uh, So, but it is, it's just something interesting that popped out to me as I read through here. Anyways, verse number two, we give thanks to God always for you all, making mention of you in our prayers. So Paul, obviously, just like when we talked about through the book of uh, uh, Philippians, that Paul had a a deep affection, and of course we all should, for brothers and sisters in Christ, okay? Um, But these were born out of his his ministry, his, you know, giving his gospel uh, traveling around, that this group of individuals came together, as we're going to see further down in this in this chapter. But it says he mentions them in in his prayers. So um, some may ask, you know, like, is it should we even be mentioning people in our prayers? I mean, God knows. Well, of course He does. But um, I think it helps us to surrender our will when we think to ourselves, it's beyond us. And not thinking just about ourselves, hey, I would like this, I want this, you know, like some sort of genie in the bottle kind of stuff. But instead, surrendering our will and dying to self and really wanting to have that unity of the faith there with the brethren, praying for them always, as Paul gives an example here. And he says, remembering without ceasing your work of faith. So it seems like to me that the Thessalonians had a very good testimony. Um, it was known abroad. Look how it keeps going uh, down further. And what it says, uh, your work of faith and labor of love and patience of hope in our Lord Jesus Christ in the sight of God and our Father. These Thessalonians knew who they were in Christ Jesus, and it showed. It, it came out naturally because of that. Knowing, brethren, knowing, brethren beloved, your election of God. Again, don't get the election thing confused uh, we've talked about that numerous times, and I don't think we need to belabor that point. But it says here in verse number five, for our gospel, our gospel, our good news came not unto you in word only, but also in power. Um, there, You could take several different things from this, but uh, clearly Paul was given this tasking. He was given this ministry, you know, the, the uh, apostle to the Gentiles. So these Gentiles, obviously here are around the Thessalonican area, that he came in power. Now, Paul says elsewhere in, in other epistles that he doesn't come in his own power. Uh, in fact, let's look at, um, where is it, 1 Corinthians chapter 2. 
Let's go over there real quick. But it starts out, um, his letter to the church in uh, Corinth, the churches around Corinth, the same exact thing. It says, And I, brethren, verse number one, when I came to you, came not with excellency of speech or of wisdom, declaring unto you the testimony of God, for I determined not to know anything among you save Jesus Christ and him crucified. So uh, keep reading. And, and, I, and I was with you in weakness and in fear and in much trembling. Doesn't sound like Paul was trying to lord his apostleship over people, was he? He said, look, I am just a feeble person. I came to you in weakness and, and very much reverence and fear and, and much trembling. And my speech and my preaching was not with enticing words of man's wisdom. Um, he, you, know, you wouldn't put Paul, I guess, on your debate team. Okay, when it comes to this kind of stuff. Um, but that's Paul. But in the power, as it says here, but in demonstration of the Spirit and of power, that your faith should not stand in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. This is the same power that he's talking about here to the churches and the church there at Thessal um, Thessalonica and Thessalonians. So the Thessalonians there. Okay? So that is the power that he's talking about. Because it says, for our gospel, back in verse number five, came not unto you in word only, but also in power and in the Holy Ghost and in much assurance, as ye know what manner of men we were among you for your sake. Once again, they, Paul had the opportunity um, so many different times to take, I guess, what you would say was um, rightfully his. He had a, you know, he, I believe he talks about that in Corinthians as well, that he could have taken these things and he was, there were, he was, it was his right to have certain things, but he didn't because it would hinder the gospel. He didn't want to do anything that would hinder the gospel. That's amazing. And so should it be in our testimony as we follow Paul as he follows Christ, because Paul was showing the mind of Christ. Let this mind be in you. The, not considering of the things that we think we're due or we're owed. We may even be due or owed that thing. We may be entitled to it, but that's not the spirit in which we walk. And that is what it talks about, walking in the spirit, totally walking in the spirit, dying to self. But it says, as ye know what manner of men we were among you for your sake. They didn't take any advantage. And ye became followers of us and of the Lord, See, once again, Paul makes this mention. They weren't following Paul. Um, of course, we talk about the Apostle Paul here all the time, but this is not is because he is the messenger who brings this message, this revelation of this mystery to us so that we can see. We got 13 epistles, 13 letters in which he writes down what God has breathed and inspired him to write um, and preserve for us. So we better pay attention because it's to us, the church. But it says you became followers of us and of the Lord. So by they weren't following just Paul's examples or his things or ways of doing things because that's the way he wanted it. This is his convictions or whatever. Uh, this is the way he likes to do things. No, he came because he followed the Lord, so they followed him as he followed Christ. Having received the word in much affliction with joy, of the Holy Ghost. Even in affliction, it doesn't matter what whatsoever state you find yourself in, discombobulated with all these different things and things spreading around and all these things that happened right before the, the, the program started. You know, we can have joy. 
Because now as I sit here and think about it, I'm convicted of all these things I was getting frustrated about. I'm trying to get this to work and get over here and make this phone call and this person's not picking up and all this kind of – and I'm getting frustrated. But then I think about it that what the Apostle Paul went through and what they were doing for the – even in affliction, beaten, shipwrecked, all these things with joy still of the Holy Ghost. And of yourself, you can – you can recognize whether or not you're in the flesh pretty quickly because you're going to start showing the fruits of the flesh, okay? But the fruits of the Spirit, this Holy Ghost, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentle goodness. And look at verse number 7, so that ye were in samples to all that believe in Macedonia and Achaia. Because they followed the example, they in turn were also living examples living testimonies, the, their ends of their conversation matched what they were saying. So they, their testimony, their example was spread throughout the entire region of Macedonia and Achaia. For, for from you sounded out the word of the Lord, not only in Macedonia and Achaia, but also in every place your faith to Godward is spread abroad so that we need not to speak anything. What a powerful testimony that the people there in Thessalonica had. Now, was it, ask yourself the question, was it because they had some sort of special second blessing or something of the Holy Ghost? No. It's because they followed the example of the Apostle Paul as he followed Christ. He was the example. So they, in turn, took what he said, which was given by the Holy Spirit, and they just lived that. They were about the word only, and that's it. And look what they did. Look what happened because as a result of that, the testimony that they had all over the place. Well, Brother Mike, don't we need to have, um, you know, the, the biggest and best building and all these different kinds of things in order to attract and to have our name spread abroad? No, we don't. What we need to do is follow the example, the Word of God, given to us. It was written to us, so we need to follow that and let it play out the way that God wills it. It seems like it was working for them because that is the example. As we see these things that were written aforetime for our learning, we see their example of the people there in Thessalonica, where they... Were they without faults? Were they without sin, you know, ever in their life, you know? No, of course, they fell in the flesh. But they reckoned themselves dead. They didn't see themselves as a sinner anymore because they saw themselves in Christ Jesus. Their hope was in the Lord. They knew, brethren, you saw back in verse 4, your election of God, what God had elected you to be, which is the body of Christ. So that is why their testimony was spread abroad. So we need to get rooted and grounded in that. Well, I need to do a bunch of you know good works, and I need to just be working, be busy about working. And you need to know who you are, be fully persuaded, understand who you are now in Christ Jesus, and guess what will follow? these things. And what an example. 
so that we need not to speak anything. It was almost like Paul could go to the next, you know, region over or something like that and start talking, and the Christians there is like, oh, you just came from Thessalonica, or did you hear about the those in, in Thessalonia, you know, Thessalonica? Did you hear about them? And it was, is that said about us today? I, I, I don't know if it is or not. I pray that it one day could be. I pray that we continue to die to self, be just about the word of God here, not about anything else. Get all that out of your, your, your vocabulary. The, just be about the word about the example that is written in the word. And it's spread abroad. Verse number nine, for they themselves show of us what manner of entering in we had unto you. You want to see if it's real? Look at what it's about ready to say. If you want to think, it's like, well, did, I, did, did this actually make an impact in somebody's life? Did this actually change them at all? Did this good news, did this example that I've set, it says, for they themselves show of us what manner of entering in we had unto you. It wasn't just in word. It was in deed. I hope this makes sense. That the fact that Paul could kn- knew, and we can know, about what kind of realness, I don't even know if that's the proper use of the word, but how real it is to an individual not by the words that come out of their mouth, but how they live their life, the ends of their conversation. And that'll show us what manner of entering in we had unto you. Hmm. And how ye turn to God from idols to serve the living and true God. There was a change made. Now, how long does it take for this change to be made? I'm not going to sit here and argue with people that want to talk about is is it immediate and all these things just to get cleared out of your life and some people say well if it isn't and you know there's a lot of arguing that goes back and forth about that. What I will tell you is that there will be a change because if you are born again, you are made a new creature in Christ Jesus. There is an obvious change. You are brought from death unto life because He is the first fruits of the resurrection, and now that He is in you you are his body, you are been made alive, so to speak. You were dead in trespasses and sins, now you're alive in Christ. Um, your old man used to be alive and roaring and ready to go. He was in control. But the old man's been crucified. That sin's been abolished. It's been nailed to his cross. And there's going to be some sort of change of turn to God from idols to serve the living and true God. You have to imagine what exactly life was like back then, especially for that region. From the time you're raised up, you're raised with the gods, you know, the sacrifices, and you're serving these idols your entire life. And then almost like when Paul in Acts says, let me tell you of the unknown God, the true and living God and you accept that, that's a major change in your life to where you now shun these idols, you turn from them, and now serve the living and true God. 
to what end? Verse number 10, and to wait for his son from heaven, whom he raised from the dead, even Jesus, which delivered us from the wrath to come. Now, I, want, I use that as the title of this, uh, uh, of this first chapter. Yeah, I, I use that out of that verse there. From the, delivered us from the wrath to come. This means so many different things other than that wrath, that Daniel's 70th week that's coming. But the wrath that was deservedly going to be poured out on you for all of eternity because of your sin condition. And how because of him, even Jesus, you were delivered from the wrath to come. That's why our the fact that we are in him and he is in us, we won't be here for the time when him that letteth is taken out of the way, as we'll see later on in Thessalonians. That is why it's so simple. A lot of people want to argue back and forth about pre, post, pre-wrath, all these different kinds of things. Daniel's 70th week is all wrath, by the way. It's God opening up judgment on this earth. He opens the seals. But I digress. That's, that's for the book of Re- That's prophecy. Once again, I told you, this is not going to be a prophecy-centered thing. But think about for a moment, the wrath that was to come. Eternal separation, torment, flame in hell for all of eternity until it's cast into the lake of fire, which it burns forever and ever and ever. Or you turn from those idols. You turn from the idol, which we all worship at one point in time in our life, which was ourselves. Come to the end of yourself. Turn from your idols to serve the living and true God. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh the Father but by me. And that's it. There's only one way. And the fact that he died and shed his grace by shedding his blood for the remission of sins, for the abolishment of sins, and the fact that when you put your faith in him and his finished work on the cross, him alone, and the fact that that is God in flesh that died, was buried, and rose again according to the scriptures. Brother Mike, that seems pretty simple. Yes, then why isn't everybody coming to that? It's because they want to serve idols. They want to serve themselves. Man wants his own way and has wanted his own way since the beginning. Ever since the fall of Adam. I'm taking the teenagers there um, at the the class I teach on Wednesday night. I'm I'm taking them through the book of Genesis, and we're at the portion where the flood is there. And the fact that Noah builds this ark for many, many years. He's 600 years old by the time he gets onto the ark. And the fact that it talks about the floodwaters were already starting to to rise when he came into the ark, the salvation. Where was everybody else at? 
man's heart was hardened. Jesus says that narrow is the way, straight is the way. Few be there to find it because people don't want to humble themselves, come with that contrite heart. Anyways, we've talked about that numerous times in here, but if you haven't ever done that, I, I just would love for you to reach out to me at ltmbiy at yahoo.com. I would love to talk to you, okay? All right, so let's, uh, let's see if we have any kind of real quick comments, and we'll probably wrap it up here about half an hour. So Facebook is pretty empty. Okay, here's a verse here from my uh, brother here, Brother Ken. It says here, 2 Thessalonians 2.13. It says, uh, God's words work effectually in those who believe. 2 Thessalonians 2.13. So let's turn over that. We'll get to that eventually as we study through the book of Thessalonians. So let's look at verse number 13 in chapter 2. It says here, But we are bound to give thanks Alway to God for you, brethren, beloved of the Lord, because God hath from the beginning chosen you to salvation through sanctification of the Spirit and belief in the truth. Whereunto he called you by our gospel to the obtaining of the glory of our Lord Jesus Christ. Now, that's good. All right. And uh, Brother Ken says, talking about the gospel. Thank you for making clear the way to, yeah. Well, it's, it is very clear. Oh, okay. I was going to say, Brother Ken, 1 Thessalonians 2.13. Okay, that makes a little bit more sense. Let's turn over there. For this cause, I have this underlined in my Bible, brother. For this cause also thank we God without ceasing, because when ye receive the word of God, which ye heard of us, ye received it not as the word of men, but as it is in truth, the word of God, which effectually worketh also in you that believe. Yep. Amen for that. So thank you for that, brother. Oh, I see Brother Daruna came on here. It's going to be a quick one today there, Brother Daruna. We were just in um, uh, 1 Thessalonians uh, chapter 1. Let me get us turned over here real quick. Uh, so we were in 1 Thessalonians chapter 1, and... We were kind of rushing, trying to get everything going because of how busy it was here, uh, Brother Daruna. But uh, I appreciate you joining, and you can go back and watch. So I think, folks, we're going to probably just end it um, at a half an hour unless anybody has anything else. And um, I, I really do appreciate the fact that uh, um, it looks like a decent amount of people came onto YouTube tonight. I appreciate that watching live. Not everybody made a comment, but that's okay. And um, I appreciate you again for joining me here on Let This Mind Be In You. Uh, as we continue through uh, different studies of books of the Bible, um, always remember, let this mind be in you. Okay? It's one thing to learn. Let me get turned back over here. It's one thing to learn and to get all this knowledge and, and all this kind of stuff. And it's always good. Study to show thyself approved. But how are you applying it to your life? Is it is it making an impact? Can Paul say, as he said about the Thessalon, uh, Thessalonians here, when he says, 
for they themselves show of us what manner of entering in we had unto you. It's a very interesting way of saying, you showed us that what we told you, you took it and then lived it out, the effectual working. And as my brother Aaron says sometimes, uh, you know, that, you know, people want to talk about prophecy, speaking of that, and we'll wrap it up with this. People want to talk about the, the, the signs of the time, and boy, they're just, they're appearing everywhere. And I don't disagree. But I will start to really believe people are starting to get really serious that that is actually about to take place. The more they're wanting to gather with believers and getting ready. Because it says, um, where does it say, what verse, maybe somebody can help me out here, where it talks about um, love, the, um, the promise of his appearing. They look for the, his appearing. All those that love to look for his appearing. How do we know if we are actually doing that or just it's intellectual exercise? Whether or not... Uh, you can show somebody, as it says, for they themselves show of us what manner of entering in we had unto you. Let's see that difference that's made. <clears throat> Let's see. So I pray that this mind is in you today. Let this mind be in you, which was in Christ Jesus. We have the same mind. 1 Corinthians 2.16 says that. We have the mind of Christ. How much does it have of you? How much are you dying to self and letting that mind be in you? Let this mind be in you, which was in Christ Jesus. The same mind, the same spirit, that where and now, as it says in Romans 8, we cry, Abba, Father. And let that be an, an example, and please, 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 don't just talk a good game. Let's walk. What a convicting thing do we see that these Thessalonians here had a testimony that spread all abroad that Paul didn't even need to say anything when he entered into places because they already knew. Let that be said of us. All right. Uh, God bless you, everybody. Um, again, it's a, it's a short one tonight, but I do appreciate you joining me here on Let This Mind Be In You. Uh, join me. Um, prayerfully next uh, Thursday night, and we'll be in First Thessalonians chapter 2 as we continue on, uh, Lord willing. And then um, if there's anything like studies-wise you're wanting me to kind of like address or any kind of questions, remember you can reach out on the comments section or you can always say uh, or drop me an email at ltmbiy at yahoo.com. Once again, that's ltmbiy at yahoo.com. Thank you, Brother Ken. He just gave me the verse that I was looking for earlier, Titus chapter 2 and verse number 13, looking for that blessed hope and the glorious appearing of the great God and our Savior Jesus Christ. That's a good one, but I'm also looking for one that talks about the who love his appearing. I just can't remember where that verse is. I'll, I'll look it up later, but thank you, Brother Ken, for that one. That's a great verse that we just got done studying in Titus, so thanks for remembering that. All right, uh, everybody, thank you again for joining me on Let This Mind Be In You. God bless you. And, um, again, reach out to me at ltmbiyyahoo.com or just leave us a comment in the section below. Or make sure you share. Make sure you share the different platforms. Um, make sure if you're on YouTube, you click the notification bell so you know when I go live or when I post a new video. And um, 
I would appreciate it. Thank you so much. God bless you, and good night. I'll see you next week, Lord willing.